previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I was on a reality show with Emma Stone. It was a remake of The Partridge Family. I was up for the Danny Bonaduce part, which is the little redheaded kid. My dad took me there. A captain oh. on a cruise ship is like the fucking queen. They do know what they're doing. They go through a lot of school and training. But when they get to that position, it is fucking cushy. Yes. We're going to pause really quick because I apply to be a crew captain school person. Please go on and you, tell us what a clit cleaner is. Uh, what do you call it? Like a soul patch right under your bottom lip, like yeah. centered. My friend Josh had that little soul patch. And uh, in his world, it was called a clit cleaner. On Halloween, he was Spider-Man. He was like a, such a showboat, like a very... A huge attention whore. This did not work out, and I can't remember exactly why, but I know it's something to do with this. I felt like uh, like I was I was confident in a way that um, I wasn't expecting myself to be in those little bathing suits. It felt fun and flirty and gay. I don't enjoy wearing a really tiny bathing suit. I don't feel like it is fair for me to force my penis down everyone's throats. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Good morning and welcome to My Best Friend's Journal. I'm Mike. Oh, I'm Cam. <laughs> and that was surprising. Yeah, is that like a little shocking? That's not normally how we begin this. <laughs> That's okay. I like it. How are you? I'm great. I'm feeling chirpy. We're recording a, a tad later than normal, which means I've had time to squeeze in extra caffeine. Um, so this is going to be an even faster than normal speaking episode. Yeah, sorry, Mike's mom. Uh, I'm the same way. I had my regular coffee and then I wanted to work out. And so I drank pre-workout and then now I'm having another coffee just because it sounded good. And I didn't really think about the fact that I already had pre-workout. So here we are. You sound like Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> Second time in recent episodes that we've made Gilmore Girl references. I do think that, uh, you know, Amy Sherman Palladino might be a really good writer slash showrunner for the sitcom adaptation of My Best Friend's Journal based on speaking speeds you think so um okay cool yeah i'm down with that we'll see if ryan i would like ryan murphy to put some money behind it just okay. like get his name on there but i don't think i want this to be in ryan murphy's world you know okay yeah for sure yeah i'm sure we can uh we can make all those things happen <laughs> just a couple phone calls that's all um speaking of ryan murphy what did i just watch that was produced by him oh duh circus of books and that was this morning i have the memory of a goldfish uh, i was <laughs> I was searching my mind, too, because I knew that I would just watch something produced by him. Yeah, it's like a documentary about, um, well, you tell, you, you brought it up. Talk about it. Just a documentary about a basically gay porn store in West Hollywood and the Jewish couple who uh, ran it. The cover art is Alaska Thunderfuck, who is a very famous drag queen, which is very deceiving because it's not at all about her, but she does comment like a couple times. That's the thing about Netflix, though. They do different key art. They have a bunch of different key arts for every title, and they serve those up to people based on their viewing history. It's one of the <gasps> thing, one of the ways they get people what? to watch stuff. So you and I both got the cover art that was Alaska Thunderfuck because we are huge drag race fans, and Netflix definitely knows that we're flaming homosexuals. <laughs> Whereas someone that uh, didn't 
ever or that has never watched drag queen stuff they probably got like a picture of the store that someone that has been to los angeles maybe recognized or like a, a fun illustration or something so do you think someone who watched like unorthodox or um transparent would get like the jewish couple like reading the torah oh <laughs> is there a scene in the movie where they're reading the torah yeah well the son is the, the gay son is <laughs> oh right 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 uh um, that was a fascinating family uh by the way this was our um our little bit of education this week it gets a little bit smaller every week <laughs> yes um yeah it was just it was uh short little documentary um and the woman who made it was the daughter of the couple she's doing it about so it's interesting to see that from that perspective but it just kind of uh gave me a different idea of gay life before the internet i forget we are you know in the generation that kind of saw that gap between um between bookstores being the place where you get your porn and being able to get it very freely on the internet and that has come with so many implications in, in the gay world and not but it's just very interesting to to realize our place in that transition. Yeah. And when we were, I mean, when we were coming up when we were like, even when we were 18, 19, 20, 21, there were still, um, you know, gay, uh, like cinemas, gay theaters where people could go into like little, little booths and watch gay porn and jerk mm-hmm. off like that. <laughs> that seems like so, uh, antiquated yeah antiquated like of, of a different time but that yeah. wasn't that long ago you know no. uh, but these people they just closed this shop in recent years but you know they did a booming business in the 80s and 90s of videos and magazines and uh you know smut that people smut. couldn't get couldn't get their hands on otherwise and actually like it's it goes over a lot and it deals with so much and it's a very interesting family dynamic i'm not going to get into all that but i would recommend folks uh give it a, a watch it's quick and easy and and super fun yeah it's but, like it's like 90 minutes and it teaches you a lot about like gay la in uh in like decades past it's it's pretty interesting gale um isn't it all gay la anyway um, no it is absolutely not <laughs> In my world, it is. Anyway, uh-huh. it did. Um, what I would like to say is that it gave me like a, a little bit of hope for our current situation in the world because I do. It's so hard to see uh, that we probably are living in the most progressive time in American history. I mean, 100% are. It never feels like it because the issues are so pressing and often life and death. But like these people um, faced felony charges for owning a gay porn store and uh, they they kind of show the Reagan era attack on porn and on sexuality that wasn't you know heteronormative marriage baby yeah because they shipped porn across state lines and it was like as much it was like a it was like a drug charge a sting almost. operation yeah it was crazy the fbi was involved yeah it, it is a different world um politically and like how you know people could speak about being like i don't know i the 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 values of of the like religious right that were so prevalent throughout so much of the country i don't know it just it 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 is kind of shocking to think that that wasn't that wasn't so long ago yeah it's just it's encouraging that like the first amendment prevailed at least in um in this documentary and hopefully that old constitution of ours will do its job (laughs) hopefully have you been keeping yourself busy watching anything else good um watching killing eve love it watching <gasps> okay we haven't discussed this i just, I just finished it. season two season just, one or two season one i just started it oh you're in for such a treat it is so fucking good so good the writers the cast sandra oh is a fucking vision she is sorry i i am so effervescent about things i love right now <laughs> i'm just 
<laughs> that brought me so much joy. It was like a great day and a half. Day and a half. Oh, my God. I, I was just talking about this because you... Okay, I started a book the other day called Less, and I told Cam he should read it as well. And he finished it, and I'm like... Not even halfway through the book. You consume shit so, so, so quickly. I don't have any other option right now. Uh, first of all, I all of my work and my homework for school, I can do while something is playing. Also, when I'm not working, I've got... I don't want to just stare at my phone. I'm trying really hard not to just scroll Instagram into, you know, the end of time. And so, um, like I've been spending time outside in the pool and I bring my Kindle out there and I just, I can tear through a book like within a, a couple days if it's not too long. Um, and I did finish less. I loved it. And before we go any further, we should say, uh, we got a request from a listener the other day who said, you know, with all this education stuff we're talking about, maybe we would consider doing a book club. We, we don't have plans to do a formal book club, but uh, next week for education, we will likely be discussing less. Um, it's a Pulitzer Prize winning book by Andrew Sean Greer, uh, and it is a really quick read. Um, I thought it was wonderful, and there's a lot to discuss. It's like very... Um, it's it's very interesting in how it tells a story, and I am really excited to uh, talk about it with Mike next week. So if anyone else wants to uh, read along and know what the hell we're talking about, feel free to uh, download or buy that book and uh, read it quickly before we talk about it. My sister actually read it first and uh, told me I might like it, and I'm like, oh, why? Because it's about an aging homosexual trying to overcome mediocrity? <laughs> <laughs> That's awful to say. That's awful to say. You'd be nice to yourself. Oh, I, I don't want to say anything else about it because talk about uh, it we'll talk week. about it next week. Yeah. Anyway, I've been reading that. Um, and last thing I've been consuming that I will recommend is so random, but um, LeVar Burton has a podcast called LeVar Burton Reads, and he just reads short stories that he likes. And I listened to one last week by Toni Morrison, um, and it's just lovely. Sometimes I, I don't necessarily want to get into a full audiobook, so these short stories are brilliant. It's an Hour-long Audible session. I love it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that existed, and I want it. LeVar Burton is just a freaking joy to hear. God, he is so good. I think about all the words I mispronounce, <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck? He's like crystal clear and gorgeous to hear. Oh, crystal clear and gorgeous to hear. It sounded very uh, poetic and vaguely from the British Isles. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was from uh, <laughs> Shetland. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Way to pull one out of your butt. Um I mean, he is known for his reading abilities. It's how he got FAMAS. FAMAS. Mm -hmm. We just dropped like a thousand recommendations. If you're like Cam, you can finish those all by like the hour after you've uh, listened to this podcast. <laughs> but if you're me, it's going to take you a few weeks. <laughs> well, if you had an attention span that was longer than two minutes, maybe you'd be able to finish a book once in a while. I told you I've got the memory of a goldfish. I probably have the attention span of one as well. Um, oh, shit. Speaking of short attention span, I forgot to say the main thing I wanted to say about that documentary we were talking about before, uh, Circus of Books. Okay. The couple who owns the store's son is gay, but like doesn't realize it his whole life or doesn't want to. He doesn't even realize that like being gay is an option until he sees someone who he identifies with who is gay and it all kind of clicks and i feel like that's a moment that all queer people have and it just made me think about who that person was for me uh, did you ever watch the real world no i was in a strict no mtv household my parents uh were convinced probably in the reagan years that that was like for the that was going to lead to the downfall of society um i mean they, they were not wrong but um uh, <laughs> <laughs> MTV did lead to COVID-19. <laughs> no, they. I, I'm sure they kept it from you for good reason because they were gay people. Yeah, and lewd music videos. I remember when I was a kid, my dad told me that he thought music videos were innately immoral. All that dance music is ruining our young people. I'm telling you, I grew up in the town from Footloose. Now I gotta cut loose. 
Wait, yeah, actually, that makes perfect sense. I think you told me one time that your mom had a sensor on your TV growing up. Like, where would Real World even have like registered on your TV? Um, yeah. So we got one of those like way late. However, there, this was a um a set top box, and I don't know if it still exists. Actually, you know what? With all the like smart TVs and stuff, it's probably like such antiquated technology. But yeah, twenty years ago, there was a thing you could get and plug into your TV. It was called the TV Guardian. And what it did was it monitored closed captioning. And so like in the background, you didn't have, I don't think you had to have your closed captioning on, but what it would do is um, it would monitor the closed captioning. So anytime a curse word of any kind would come up, it would mute your TV and throw on closed captioning of like, um, there would be like a, a set different word they would use as a replacement if that makes sense like instead of shit maybe spit or something yeah so yeah uh, it was probably stuff so you'd just be watching a random movie like you know do 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 and someone would say these damn potatoes and all of a sudden the sound would cut off and closed captioning would pop up and it would say these dang potatoes <laughs> it was and probably not even dang like there was i don't even think they used like euphemisms they just used like plain words uh and it was so fucking stupid because first of all it calls way more attention to curse words anyway um and second of all it just didn't make any sense so it takes away from whatever you're watching so badly a family that we went to church with had one of these stupid things and then um I think that there was like a, a rebound like effect of when like I came out or yeah, when I came out the first time and they, they realized that, you know, the world had gotten to me. So I feel, I think like one thing that I learned way later in life than I should have was that the word worldly can mean a good thing. I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but like worldly can mean, you know, like someone who is of the world who has traveled and seen things and, and has a nice world perspective. When I was growing up, the word worldly was the worst thing that you could be. You were a part of the world. You weren't a part of the church. So like if you were a worldly person, you were the kind of person who would watch R-rated movies without a TV guardian. <laughs> you <laughs> that were. That is you, insane. That is, that's a, a dangerous way to live. It is a very dangerous way to live. I completely agree. Um, so. <gasps> what? TV guardian still exists. TV guardian still exists. You ordered me one and I'm going to finish the story. Okay. So my parents did not censor TV and thank God because I got to watch the real world in New Orleans. Uh, and I remember Danny uh, was the like, first gay character I saw on TV. And this is Danny Bonaducci. Not Danny Bonaducci, but I have um, a connection to him as well from that Partridge family thing I did. My dad was like, uh, hanging out with Danny Bonaducci. It was very weird. Um, oh, that is... <laughs> So, so bizarre. God, you've had an interesting life. Please continue. Every time I was waiting in line to get to the next callback or whatever, my dad was like having a cigarette with Danny Bonaducci. I don't know how he found him, but he like zeroed in. It was very strange. Did your um, dad smoke? Yes. Huh, uh, no but, idea. but he lied to us about that for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kel Surprise. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the point here was... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like you can't say one thing about your father without being like, yes, however. <laughs> he constructed an elaborate lie about that, but that's a story for a different day. Any whoozlebees. First, let me finish off the real world by okay. saying I would have liked to get finished off by Danny from the real world. I thought he was so <laughs> cute. <laughs> I love it when you put things like only you can. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I remember seeing him on tv and thinking he was so cute but before i knew that i thought he was cute it was more like i want to be him less i want to 
be in him. And because, mm-hmm. you know, I was it was 2000. I was 11. Um, I remember he had this green turtleneck and I asked for it for Christmas. And I specifically said a green turtleneck like the one Danny from the real world wears. And that wasn't the that's first thing. I adorable. Oh, thanks. I thought you were going to say that's super gay because that's also no, true. No, it's adorable. It wasn't the first thing that I had asked for or related to about Danny from the real world. And uh, my brother had taken note and he... I think by the time I asked for the sweater, he was like, why are you so obsessed with him? And in hindsight, duh, I was obsessed with him because he's a big old homo like me. Um, but it was Yeah, you saw first... a little bit of yourself in him. That yeah. is, that's a, a totally uh, logical part of the discovering who you are process is like, you know, like uh, leveling with someone, seeing someone that you're like, wait, I see part of me in that person. Totally. I am attracted to that. And I didn't realize, I guess, until I was watching this documentary this morning that when the kid was like, I was the first person I recognized that was like me. I was like, oh, I had that moment with that guy from the real world. Then out of nowhere, um, I'm checking Twitter this morning and there's a whole thread about Danny and it had no... It just seemed so cosmic that I was that he was like tossed into my awareness at this moment. And yeah, no kidding. A bunch of people were like, "He, he is the reason." Like I knew I was gay. He was someone to look up to. In two thousand, there were not young gay men on TV who were out. And his boyfriend was in the military. And whenever they had him on the show, his face had to be blanked out. His name was blanked out. Danny yeah, was scared that, to just talk about him. Honestly, it, okay. There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, like I think of Will and Grace, which came out in 1998, I think was when it premiered. Um, And so this was like Will and Grace was so groundbreaking, but that was a scripted series about like a fussy, rich, gay dude mainly in New York, which is so specific. And it kind of fit the mold of what people thought of like what people thought gay men could be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, He was like a clean cut white dude had already found success was comfortable with who he was had already come out all this kind of stuff he was a fully realized character mm-hmm. whereas a danny on a real world that is a a young a, a young person who's not playing a character who's being himself who is doing a really brave thing in 2000 by like coming like being out on a on a tv show which is that that is so groundbreaking to think about that. I, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that that it wasn't that long ago. Here we are again with that. Um, also, I just Googled him while you were talking and I found a picture of him in this green turtleneck that you mentioned. <laughs> the one. And I will tell you, it wasn't a traditional turtleneck. It was a early 2000s mock turtle. He has a blonde faux hawk, blue eyes, and a clit cleaner. <gasps> oh my God. So you and I... <laughs> had were attracted to the same thing around the same time because <laughs> i do believe you got down and dirty with your friend josh who had a clip cleaner i think that we should put a picture of this handsome danny on our instagram because he's cute and there is no mystery as to why you would have a crush on him little 11 yeah. year old horny ass mike i wasn't horny why you gotta make it like gross it was an of course childhood horny. crush of course you're humping your pillow humping my pillow why is that the trope like i feel like there are are so many better things you could fashion into a a sex toy oh my god there were so many stories that of um people always had so many stories in like high school of of things that they would use like i remember someone uh bragged at school that they had uh taken a banana peel and microwaved it so it was a little bit warm and slimy (laughs) that is it that is a thing like there yeah there was a lot of um i remember someone had remember those weird little like 
toys that you squeezed in your hand. They just kind of like I know exactly what you're talking about. It yeah. looks kind of like a pocket pussy, but it was like full yep. of water and like. Yep. But there would be like glitter, or like little mm-hmm. things in it, like a little yeah, a little you, tube with a hole in it that you could like you couldn't really keep a, a grip on. And it would like uh, it was like continuous, like it would it just turn inside out on itself, so you could like uh, you could squish it back and forth. And mm-hmm. yeah, everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, that was <laughs> everyone that is our age knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Any mom or dad who bought that for their little son didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Dicks were in those things for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's... hmm. (laughs) Oh, you think about it like so precious. (laughs) I just Googled water tube glitter toy and I found it. They are for sale at Walmart. Uh, Jumbo jellyfish water snake wiggler slippery tube novelty toy. (laughs) Should we order a bunch and see how they hold up as sex toys? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Why are you screaming at me? Mike. What? An NBC News article. Students suspended after school claims they sexualized water snake wigglies. <laughs> <laughs> like in the hallway? <laughs> no, a, a Wisconsin school is disputing a story that they suspended a student for selling sex toys instead of stating the student sexualized the water snake toys. Uh, so, so we're not the only ones in this train of thought? <laughs> for sure not. These are one of those things that were always sold at like those shitty like student, you know, like holiday fairs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I bet kids were being like, hey, check out these pocket pussies we're selling <laughs> at school. <laughs> As fun as it is to talk about children's <laughs> sex toys. <laughs> that reminds me of Friends when Phoebe's dating that creepy guy. I write erotic novels for children. <laughs> what? They're wildly unpopular. <laughs> I write erotic novels for children. They're wildly unpopular. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a hard right turn before we get arrested for this conversation. Why would you want to get away from this topic of conversation? I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. And what better way to change topics than with our gayest moments of the week? Gay, 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 gay. I should let you know that I had kind of a gayest slash butchest moment, however you want to look at it. I don't even know if you can call it butch. I was using power tools, which is what makes me think of the butch element, but the outfit I was wearing was the gay (laughs) part. The butch element. (laughs) (laughs) So Michaela's mom had some furniture that needed assembling, and I was going to help. But I was also, when I learned of this, on the way to the pool. And so I'm like lubed up in my best sunscreen. I have tiny shorts on and like just kind of uh, (laughs) draped on beach shirt and my hair is tied up and i got my porn stash and my big glasses and i looked like a 70s porn star but then i had these drills too and i'm putting together furniture so i was like i don't know where on the spectrum this lands but um it's a very confusing visual to be honest i just i love the idea of you in this outfit with you using the term drills as a like you usually only need one at a time so (laughs) i'm imagining you like pew pew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wild west style wild west <laughs> quick draw no, it was definitely a, a gay butch erotic moment but um that's all there is to it nothing more just the look how about you sir anything uh, super gay just the look he's got the look um yeah i had a um a nice gay moment this weekend um i had a big gay pool party with just me and my husband um we threw ourselves a little pool party in the backyard uh and i wore a very gay speedo and i uh drank <laughs> white claw all day and we floated around in the pool and I, it was just a, a lovely gay day um what are you giggling about on your gay pool day you, you took a pic that me and your friend commented on about your white legs 
<laughs> yeah, uh, leave it to your best friends to post shitty comments on your Instagram pictures. <laughs> to be fair, it's just the, it's a weird, like, uh, color in the water of my legs. My legs actually aren't blue, but uh, Mike and my other best friend both comment. They're like, your legs look incredibly white in this picture. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you so much. That's definitely the point. Um, <laughs> so I just edited one of Cam's legs so you could see the difference. Um, I'm and pretty impressed him. that you uh, have those Photoshop skills. It just makes me really question the authenticity of anything you've ever posted on Instagram. 100%. But, my hair has uh, never been cleaned for a photo on Instagram. I cleaned it in Photoshop. What? There's particles in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to Photoshop out. It's there's full a, of like twigs and... The shampoo feature. You just like <laughs> ride it over. It gets rid of some of the grease. The shampoo feature. I like spend most of my life in Photoshop professionally. I'm like, that would take me a while to do that to my legs, I think. So uh, well done. That Speedo that I was wearing, by the way, is from... This is an extra layer of gayest moment. That is from a grinder pool party back when my husband worked at grinder um they came out with the gay emoji uh keyboard which is still used in the grinder app mm-hmm. and their creative director at the time hired me to make a pattern out of those gay emojis for all this uh like branding or all this marketing collateral that they put together and one of the things they did when they had this party was they um had the pattern that i created printed onto speedos for all the go-go dancers at the party wow Um, and because they because i had done the pattern peter got one of the extra speedos that wasn't being used and brought it home for me uh and so now i have that's the only speedo i own and it's full it's covered it's like so gay because it's grinder it is a speedo it's gay emojis it is all of the things uh so yeah it was just the gayest thing in the world i've never worn it before either and now i love it and i don't know that i'll ever wear uh, swim trunks again i own exactly one speedo and i wore it in the caribbean for some tanning but i like really don't have the confidence to wear it um many other places but we've been over our speedo thoughts yeah i i think i'm gaining the confidence in our private little backyard you wear something enough you're like yeah this is normal but yeah that was uh that was my gayest moment just uh you know a, a gay pool party for two and it was lovely and i think we'll do it again on friday also this isn't that gay because i think everyone is spending time in the kitchen these days uh because of quarantine but i just want to say i'm finding so much joy in cooking i'm like fucking what's her name the joy of cooking julia child I'm like Julia Child. Give me your best Julia um, Child am. impression right now. Hello! That is Mrs. Doubtfire. Try again. Son of a bitch. Um, what does Julia Child sound like? Well, her voice cracks a lot. <laughs> um, but doesn't she do a hello? hello. She, she definitely did a hello. Hello! That was how she would start her show or something. I think, um, her, I think Meryl Streep wears a very similar wig to Robin Williams um, in Mrs. Doubtfire and... <laughs> Julie and Julia. So I think that is why you are conflating those things. Nope, I am not wrong. Hold on. Julia Child. Hello. I was sure that she had a hello. It's okay oh, to admit it. defeat, Cam. Cam no, no, spent... no, I'm not. I'm absolutely not defeated. No! Well, it's, you I... did scroll okay, your fine. phone. For... Oh, God. Well, here we go. Okay. Uh, well, while Cam uh, looks up Julia Child saying, hello, uh, I'm going to grab myself a hot snack. <laughs> not to be confused with a hot lunch. What is a hot lunch? You know what a hot lunch is. A hot lunch. Are we doing this again? Have we talked? We've done hot lunch before? Yeah, because we were confused about the difference between a Cleveland steamer and a hot lunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hot lunch was too foul to even read on the podcast because I am now reading these with my eyes and realizing that that's not, these are not words that I should ever say out loud. Well, Sam, to me, because I want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. A hot lunch is the act of and cling film stretched over someone's open and f***ing them at the point of ejaculation, bursting through the giving the recipient a full of and 
<laughs> uh-huh, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna bleep out. <laughs> you still hungry? <laughs> yeah, let me get that snack. <laughs> Find Julia Child doing hello. Sure. Challenge accepted. I might have to admit defeat because I think I'm wrong about that. <gasps> say it, that again? Uh, no, I'm not going to say that again. God, I'm going to cut it out of the recording before I send it to you as well. You um, are not. I'd be so pissed at you. <laughs> uh, maybe she just said, hi, I'm Julia Child. But in my mind, she always said hello in a Mrs. Doubtfire-esque fashion. Um, okay, probably time for journaling, yeah? I'd say so. We are in November of 2014. Give the people a brief recap. We are on my current ship. Uh, I started messing around with a guy we're calling Spider-Man, who we learned why he's called Spider-Man. Um, and I think we're almost done like getting the shows up and about to just kind of begin normal cruise ship life again. D-E-Lightful. Okay, so November 1st, 2014, Seasons Tech got off in... Ch- Chivitavecchia. Yep, in Chivitavecchia. That actually, that word is on this page yet again, uh, but the previous year. Uh, no, got off in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Uh, you bought a few things and got Wi-Fi and a burrito. Broadcast run of AbFab. Isn't that the one that you're in your bespangled suit? Yeah, that's the one with all the British pop stars um, mm-hmm. or all the British pop songs. Did you ever watch AbFab? Um, I tried watching in episode it's very british and sometimes i love that but for that i did not okay i truly truly adore that show but it's so ridiculous that's the english show absolutely fabulous for anyone who has no concept of what we're talking about ah people know don't they know it's very old and not relevant at all (laughs) so rude Um, on November 2nd, you woke up with a sore throat, but got better with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Which drugs? Don't know. We'll never know. Uh, you opened AbFab finally. Went okay. You're working on understudy tracking. Oh, uh, I had to like, if somebody's out, um, there's a lot of rearranging to do. And often it's not possible for the other singer to cover parts so what happens is you pull a dancer from um their track and they have to stand in and lip sync to uh the original (laughs) singer's voice it's so stupid that is so stupid but you can't cut the song because there's a track huh yep the the show is exactly what it is there's no way to alter the the show so instead a poor dancer (laughs) i'm sorry that just tickles me uh it's like watching uh it's like watching a modern version of Riverdance. Uh, Riverdance has not changed in its structure, but when they opened, they had a um, they had Anuna, which was like a, a music group with beautiful live singing, and now they just pull dancers that aren't dancing in those numbers and come out, and they all just lip sync, and they're just like still wearing their Irish dance shoes, pretending to be singers. Like, it's why even? Awful. Why even bother? Why? <laughs> it's Crazy. so insane. Uh, so you went to a. a cruise director's party who is leaving in their cabins by the way which are freaking luxury porn their cabins are little apartments in the ship it is so nice very jealousy inducing oh this was in the cruise director's cabin yeah didn't you tell me that either the captain or the cruise director had like a piano in their room or was that a guest suite 
captain did um but the the cruise director's room is not quite as nice but he is up there as far as rank goes and therefore gets a very nice um cabin okay now i need more information because once upon a time i asked what it took to become a captain because it sounded like a sweet ass gig and you were like oh you pretty much have to be like a you know a decorated ships person for years before you are able to be a captain of a cruise ship okay that's never going to happen for me cruise director much easier much easier to get right you just have to be like uh able to to you generally you, wait, start as, you tell me <laughs> you generally start as an activity staff like like spider-man okay. um, that's kind of the entry-level position um and then you can grow like work your way up through entertainment um a lot of them are often like old performers who used to do tours or did ships themselves or things um and kind of work their way up that way as a layman thinking of a cruise director, I think of like a very hacky, very over the top, just like, um, I think in, T- in Tina Fey's book, when she talks about being on a cruise that was awful, their cruise director was known as Dan Dan the Party Man, um, if Fun. I remember that correctly. And he was always just like, you know, trying to rally the troops to, yeah. to have a great time on their cruise. I've had a very wide range of cruise directors, because often I'll go through at least two on any contract, if not more, and... There are two kinds of cruise directors, the ones who care about their guests and the ones who care about their crew. And the difference is astonishing. Um, The ones who care about the crew are awesome, usually pretty chill, usually small egos and good bosses. They like just get shit done and understand. The ones who care more about the guests, I get it. That's where their, you know, money is coming from. But they are usually pretty fucking miserable to deal with. Okay. That is a very succinct way of putting that. You've obviously given that some thought. I have. Ending this day, November 2nd, you say, not feeling Spider-Man at all. I always have an expiration date. Ooh. That happened fucking fast. An expiration <laughs> date? Like one week. Oh, yeah. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. I There's a, a moment often where I'm into something. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. And it just turns off. Like, uh-huh. um, like I just can I uh, often it's like when as we are hanging out I enjoyed him for the beginning of the date and by the time the end rolled around I was like goodbye. Um, yep. That's <laughs> I feel like that's a me problem. Um, well, I mean, lots of people have heard that story before if they've been listening to this for the past forty five episodes. <laughs> that's not a new drum to beat. So I guess I guess Spider Man is over as quickly as he slung sp- swang into my life. What would the expression <laughs> be for Spider Man? <laughs> definitely swang (laughs) yep spider-man swang in spider-man swing out no longer to be seen swinging about spider-man spider-man swangs as much as spider-man can swing (laughs) yep that's the one okay november 3rd day off quebec city sorry i should read it as written day off exclamation point Quebec City! Exclamation point. I liked it a lot. I remember being very enchanted by that city. I bought a French press. I've never been. Oh, a French Canadian press. (laughs) Yeah, I bought a French Canadian (laughs) press. Um, I have never been there. I've never had the plaisir. You went out for eggs with DC and met up with others. Oh, shopped and bought a French press. French Canadian press. Oh, he's one freaking step ahead of you. Yeah, you are. Mm, although you just, you, you misspelled French Canadian press. Um, <laughs> did I, did I uh, miss a C-A-N-A-D-I-A and an N? Uh-huh, yeah. Just sloppy writing. Uh, you went to the Hotel Front Frontiac? I don't know. With um, the Twos and the Vegas Couple. Out for dinner with 20 people. Good Lord. Oh, Portofino's. Fucking miserable. Oh, I remember that. I don't remember why. <laughs> so many emotions. Um, 
Um, yeah. 20 people at dinner sounds like a fucking nightmare. Unless it's like a dinner party that I'm invited to and have nothing to do with. And it's like, there's no bill involved. Uh-huh. 20 people at a restaurant is like pretty much unacceptable unless you have a planned event. Don't just show up as 20 people. I, I truly hate it. I Even a huge birthday dinner like that, it is always... Um, anxiety for me too with the bill it's like how do we split this up without making it because i don't want to make it awful for everyone like i'm happy to just pay equal shares almost every time unless someone did something stupid like ordered a 500 pot bottle of wine i didn't want but i don't want to like i, I don't want to have to do the math or like ask for venmos or I, if someone else is paying for it i'm nervous they're not going to get all the money i don't know it's like it's a weird anxiety thing for me but i'm usually very quiet about it i just sit yes. there and i'm like i hate this i hate this i hate that this. that is hate not this. weird i think that's very universal is it nobody thinks it all the way through somebody pays too much somebody pays too little someone forgets about tip it's all very stressful and venmo is very helpful for that and i i, I love it when someone just throws down their credit card however um whenever we're out to dinner peter almost always does it because he wants to he wants the points, points for sure, yeah. like for a, a group dinner but then i don't a lot of the time we're out with our friends and i know everyone will make a real effort to pay but like if you're out with a bunch of strangers i'm like they don't have all your details if you don't ask them right then like send a venmo request right there they're not going to remember after a dinner where the, everyone's had wine and then people go their separate ways to track him down to send him venmo for their dinner um and that like it bothers me i'm like i don't want to be stuck paying for some random ass person's dinner just because you wanted the points for that so it's like no matter what it stresses me out yeah it's it's a lose-lose situation honestly there's no that's why 20 people out is no good unless it's one person's event that and they're paying for it and that's that yeah 20 people out at like a yeah where someone is like it's a it's a work event or someone invited and wants to pay that's that's a fucking dream great bring it up that's fun uh what, what you were saying you remember this uh portofino's like do you remember the probably to do with that cruise director leaving um or an overnight oh, everyone okay. tries to take as much advantage of these overnights as possible because they are few and far between and when you're stuck on a ship having a night out somewhere is glorious yeah that's so nice on november 4th you uh blocked welcome aboard and opening are those just the two like little opening like yeah, shows little, when people like, come up blips of entertainment okay you gave your first notes um, as vocal captain, and that went well. Oh, good. You I did fucking hate that. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a great part of that job. It's funny for the amount of notes I give you while we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, invitation to dance times two, and your shows were okay. Um, you, oh, oh. Uh, you started to watch Harry Potter after, but stopped. Spider-Man is mad I'm not spending time with him. Here we go. This is drama, huh? And I already said I was over it. You just opened a show. Like, this is all brand new. How is he already mad at you? And I'm close with this cast who we've spent two months together now, and I've known this guy for a week. And, like, so I'm going to hang out with my friends on occasion. And sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not. But he would get very upset when I wasn't, like, thinking of him first and we're i mean it's been a week man like i get it like you should probably think of peter first he's your husband but this is not the same thing (laughs) stage five clinger also that's a real harbinger of disaster of just getting on the ship and realizing you've accidentally like gone past the point of no return with the clinger you have no idea but that person shows their ass and you're like oh god damn it i have to be around this for six months also i think i neglected to say that he is my Next door neighbor, we share a cabin wall. Oh, you um, did neglect to say that. Thank you very much. So that might affect this dynamic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> might. <laughs> like you're like you're learning this for the first time with the rest of us. <laughs> so it says I was watching Harry Potter and then Spider-Man like what stormed in? What happened? 
No, it just says, uh, started to watch Harry Potter after, but stopped. Spider-Man is mad. I'm not spending time with him. You probably got railroaded from watching a nice movie because uh, you were dealing with someone being pissed that you weren't instead canoodling next door. I wonder how he knew that. We can't text each other unless he, like, hears Harry Potter happening. Uh, well, maybe we'll find out more in the coming days. Um, on November 5th, you installed Swing. Oh, it's a mess and not getting the time it needs. Sorry to hear that. That's yeah, okay. Uh, toilet won't flush. <laughs> This is not a great day. (laughs) The show's a mess. My toilet won't flush. You went to the gym with B2. Um, Roy sent home for compassion? Yes. I forgot about this. I was like, I knew something was up with the tech. So these shows, the biggest issue we had was the lights and sound were such a fucking mess. And it's because this guy, Roy, um, his dad died. Like Mm. right when we were finishing um, the rehearsals or the onboard installation Uh and he was so so talented he was such a good sound engineer and he was in charge of the department and people listened to him and he was amazing and a sweet guy he left and he did not come back during our contract and there was nobody there to replace him these are really hard jobs to fill because they're not treated very well they're not paid very well and it's a lot of work um and because they're hard to fill they were not filled well we ended up with this fucking guy who was impossible to fire. Our lights would black out in the middle of shows. The curtain dropped on my head in the middle of a number. Several times during our live show, he would leave the booth, like leave his job during the show, smoke a cigarette for 15 minutes of our 45 minute show and return at his leisure. Not oh, fired. My God. <laughs> that is shocking behavior. <laughs> shocking behavior yeah his indifference and his incompetence were Uh both infuriating yeah i can see you're getting a little heated right now yeah nothing pisses me off more than a time waster do not waste my fucking time cam Uh (laughs) (laughs) fucking miranda Priestley over here Uh, (laughs) uh by all means move at a glacial pace um finishing up this day uh you donated some money for roy's flight home which was nice that the crews didn't fly him home for compassionate leave. He had to book his own ticket, I guess. I, I don't remember, but I guess, I guess so. He, like I said, they didn't treat these positions terribly well. Cool. Um, Oh, end of this day had S E X with Spider-Man. Didn't I end it like <laughs> two days ago? <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't end it. You just said you were over it, but you, uh, apparently got under it. Yeah, well, you you did the opposite of ending it. You you stuck it in, or got it stuck in. I don't know how this worked. Um, well, I guess that's really not out of character for me. How many times was I like, I'm done with Argentina, except for this one or ten more times? Well, yeah. I mean, he's next door. You're horny. He There's, was obviously clingy as fuck and wants it. So I mean, he's cute. We had fun. I just like, I guess I in hindsight should have known better and thought about the fact that he felt more passionately about this than i did i can't imagine i had a clear discussion of like this is just sex maybe i did because i've had that before but i don't i don't know um speaking of hindsight what do you look like naked very cute (laughs) great uh do you have memories of this sexual encounter um we had sex a few times (laughs) feel like a therapist (laughs) um let's see i do remember definitely having one of his roommates walk in and having like a little curtain that's on the bunk bed closed um, and so he got stuck in a precarious position waiting for that roommate to leave. I don't think he ever left. I think he like went to sleep and we had to sneak out. <laughs> Reminiscent of last episode with you. Uh-huh. And also, um, one time we had sex to the whole Beyonce album. This is right when it came out. And 
It's just, I recommend that for anyone. It's a great album to have sex to. Rocket, come on. Oh, yeah. The Lord, boy, kiss me. Pray we don't overflow. Baby, I know you can feel it. Pull. Keep in the peak of my waterfall. Rocket, baby, rocket, baby, rocket till the waterfall. Mm. Driver. Roll down the partition, please. Roll up the partition, please. Right. Roll down. Watch. <laughs> Uh, I do need you seeing Yonsei on her knees. Um, on November 6th, Drill took forever, got to rehearsal late, and was in a mood. <laughs> I'm a joy when I'm in a mood. You know that. <laughs> Our installers were so freaking sweet. The Drill took way too long. Again, incompetence. Drill for what? I imagine like, like a, Drill Team. You're no, out there with flags yeah. and guns. <laughs> yeah, I just I couldn't catch the saber, so I had to keep running the routine over and over. <laughs> you, fucking gay. You know the terms. I do. Color guard. Hello. One of my best friends in elementary school was in color guard. Um, you had a color guard in elementary school? Um, no, she was one of my best friends in elementary school, and then she joined oh. it in like middle school, and I kind of kept up a little bit with her then. Um, we had a... Sorry, real quick. Um, color guard. So one of my good girlfriends was in color guard until she, we, we kind of diverged, but we were really best friends in junior high. And then, uh, I was a marching band kid my freshman year and she was in color guard. We called our color guard, the whorecore, which is an awful thing to say now, but it was like very much what we called them because they were all kind of like the, um, horse <laughs> Katie Heron is a fat whore. But <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that you should bring up Mean Girls, uh, the sexually active band geek trope. Um, mm-hmm. That is, uh, that is, that was very true in our school, but specifically for the color guard girls, they were like the sexually active, like kind of, not kind of. Uh, they were, they just had a reputation. And one of my good girlfriends was very much that, and she was uh, the only person I ever recall having the um, "I'll show you mine if you show me yours" situation with. Uh, she came upstairs to my closet with me and um, I showed her mine and she showed me hers and there was, that was all. It was just a, it was a adolescent exploration, nothing sexual, even a little bit. How old were you? Uh, Like 14. And when she showed you hers, like yours is easier to display. Exactly how did, like. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Your tiny little TikTok is easy to pull out. (laughs) fuck off um did uh, like did she just kind of pull her pants down or like you don't really see much vagina from like a frontal view you know well you see no vagina but you do see some vulva i think um i i don't remember i've blocked it out i have no recollection of what i actually saw i just remember that we did that and i remember very vividly showing her mine Hmm. interesting that's um do you think there's less i'll show you mine if you show me yours nowadays because kids can just look up theirs on the internet um, probably, uh, and also, well, but there's probably a lot more because I think kids are showing that via oh. like Snapchat. That is totally valid. Back to the horrorcore slash drill team slash drilling on the boat. Drilling on a boat. Drill oh. took forever. Ah, uh, going way back to the journal. Um, uh-huh. yes, my actual boat drill, not color guard drill. So confusing. <laughs> these drills are only like a portion of the crew at a time. So don't need to go into why, but these drills are free, really, really tedious. So I'm dealing with that while everyone else is just like chilling. And I get back to the theater and I was very um, appreciative of my installers who were like, it's totally cool. Like, take a minute, go relax, go have a drink. Not not like alcoholic drink. Go, go, go get a soda. Um, <laughs> go have a martini. Make yourself a cocktail. Come back. Like, 
my bad for for showing up to rehearsal in a foul mood but also they were like we get it it's awful um so go do what you need to do to not be in a foul mood and i was like thank you and honestly them just offering that put me in a better mood you know i think i'm having feelings reading this journal similar to um like when i'm in a book and i i'm I'm one of those people that really enjoys, I know that good storytelling is like when bad things happen to characters, generally speaking, like novelists always say like torture your main characters. That's what makes for a good book. But, um, I like it when characters have moments that are like nice and that are enjoyable to read. Like there, there's something, uh, there's a nice balance there. And your last ship was so kind of magical sounding to me. Like all these like really tiny ports in this beautiful room and this wonderful experience the whole time kind of thought we were going to have that. And I just feel bad for you every time we read all about how all this ship is just kind of a pain in the ass from the jump. <laughs> it's not nearly as glamorous as the first one. But don't feel bad for me. I was enjoying my gig. I just love to complain. You know that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so Spider-Man took you to Izumi. I'm going to get, guess that's the Japanese place on the boat. It is. It's the sushi restaurant. For being annoyed with this dude, you sure are sexing and eating with him a lot. I, I recognize in myself that I'm over people very quickly, so I've, I try pretty hard. If I found something intriguing or I felt a bit of a spark at some point, I try and give it some time and effort. It... It's like a double-edged sword because on the one hand, I feel like everyone, if there's potential, you owe it to yourself and the person to just try. But also, if you feel like it, it's not what you want, then wasting any more time just feels exhausting. I like that about you, that you are that you don't just shut it down automatically. Just You like to make sure that it's not something that you're doing. I, I respect that about you. That's all. Um, you have respect for me? Uh, occasionally. Shut up. Don't think about it too seriously. <laughs> don't don't talk about it too much it'll go away um on november 7th you had a costume run of swing still feels pretty rough will it ever get better it shall not get better um so much so that we will often cancel this one. Oh, great <laughs> um it's getting another rehearsal tomorrow you saw rebecca and donovan aerial vocal show very strange guest entertainment act i remember a duet aerial routine while the man who was very jacked and shirtless sang um a very strange kind of operatic sounding version of all of me by john legend um <laughs> and it was uh just just as uncomfortable as you could imagine oh these shows a lot of the time these guest shows they sound like auditions for america's got talent it's just like those weird like mashups yep. of people uh -huh. like i can sing and i look good with my shirt off and you can swing from ropes so let's make this <laughs> a show and we're gonna try to get famous doing it in las vegas i mean that's exactly what happens people go on america's got talent and just getting that in their resume or the voice or any random thing is plenty for a career on cruise ships. Plenty. Almost every guest entertainer's intro is like, featured on America's Got Talent, featured on The Voice, featured on Hoarders. <laughs> They've been on TLC in some way or the other. <laughs> so on November 9th, you cleaned Swing City. Feels way better. Thank God. You decorated Boy 2's door with the DC. Um what why like birthday uh, or something yeah for his birthday and then okay here we go spider-man got mad for quote feeling like the solo prick at a wedding close quote ah i'm glad i wrote that down because i would not have remembered and yes i can <laughs> see that coming out of him <laughs> can you see anything else coming out of him i don't usually close my eye for that and i don't want to get all stung you know <laughs> oh sorry i'm a child continue um that 
is very self-explanatory. It was, that's what I was saying earlier about just hanging out with my other friends. And I was just decorating his door for his birthday with one other person because it's a door and you can't really fit more than that, you know? Um, uh-huh. And I, I don't know, maybe he wanted to hang out or do something, but I was like, I'm, I'm doing this right now. And he got very upset and like lashed out at me. And I was like, okay. Yikes. We are on like week two of this boat and this guy is already on my last nerve. I mean, it's... I kind of understand like you kind of get this tunnel vision when you're on ships and you, I don't know, it's easier to judge from the outside than I think we would if we were uh, there. Yeah. Um, and I could see is, was he younger than you or around your age? I think he's around my age. Okay. I could see, um, finding a lot of hope if you were a single gay guy, uh, on a, on a boat and you found or like the, the new cast comes along and there's a cute single gay guy in that cast. You put all your hope on that one guy being yeah, you been there for sure. Uh huh. And then it's not working out. And then you see the worst of him really quickly. Um, so to be fair, it would be easy to look like a real dick in this situation or to, to act like maybe in a way that you're not super proud of later on but um he is annoying me for you i agree and also he's been on the ship a bit longer than me i think he dated someone else in the previous cast i think his fuse had like already been lit before i even got on the ship and i kind of jumped on that a little too close to ignition yeah and you had oh that's a really good metaphor (laughs) (laughs) uh so it's about to explode underneath you is that what you're (laughs) is that what you're saying something like that um, so on November 10th, it is B2's birthday, hence the door. You got him a smoothie? <laughs> there's, a, there's a smoothie bar, so I, I think probably I just <laughs> brought him a little breakfast. It was like, have a smoothie. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Last day of install! Exclamation point, finally. Um, on November 11th, oh, Bermuda overnight. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Crew party in a Bermuda bar. Spider-Man wants more from me and got grumpy that I don't. More from me? It's been like a week. <laughs> it's just, yeah, we've already discussed it. I, I'm pretty, I remember this very specifically. We were on the second level of like a open deck bar situation. It's the same. It's the bar that everybody goes to. All crew members go to when they're in Bermuda. And he was like super mopey and making sure to be seen standing in a corner alone. Oh, gross. Punch this guy right in his teeth. I am not a violent person. Punch you right in the dick. Choke the 23-year-old. Threaten to fist those I love. Did you punch her right in the pussy? I want to throttle you. Punch this guy right in his teeth. Don't care for him. I bet there was more going on. I was just there at the wrong time. And, you know, he was feeling down. He is reminding me of so many, like, young gay entertainment people that have just really rubbed me the wrong way over the years. Like, dramatically like standing in a corner going to a party he knew i was going to be at so he could cry and i would want to like ask him what was wrong and that kind of like gross like manipulated drama yes manipulative drama exactly hate it don't care for it don't need it on november 12th you're in king's wharf bermuda in the morning uh you went to the national museum pouring rain but very fun Oh, Very yeah. fun at a museum. Yeah, it was just like a it's a nice warm Bermuda rain, and we kind of got caught in it, and the museum was like open air and nice. It was just like a pleasant afternoon off. Oh, you just painted a really nice picture there. That sounds great. A warm Bermuda rain, getting caught in it, going to an open air museum, just being like wet and warm with attractive young people. <laughs> wet and warm and horny. <laughs> yeah, that's how it kind of came off. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so on November 13th, um, oh, you had another talk with Spider-Man about taking oh it easy. God. It's been too much. <laughs> it's been too much too soon. 
obviously. Then you did haircut and mini golf with uh, G2, and then crew safety party, Spider-Man is cute dancing. Um, first I want to just note that there's mini golf on this ship, which is an upgrade from the last ship. And that was lovely. Um, but I'm sure you're less concerned about the mini golf than with the Spider-Man situation. Mm -hmm. I don't have much to say for myself, except for that. I'm obviously into, uh, someone who can dance and am incapable of sending a clear message. Uh (laughs) November 14th, you got coffee and planned slash watched old christmas show with uh dc so you have to do a christmas show that you're gonna slap together within the next four weeks apparently yep and slap we will so this becomes me and dc's job (laughs) there's a lot of rehearsal and a lot of stress and the bane of my existence for the next fucking month so feel free to skip all those christmas show rehearsals oh no 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 that's never gonna happen Uh, nothing (laughs) i like more than a slap together awful show that you can tell me about okay this has been enough for today. Before we sign off, though, have we heard from any listeners, Mikey? Uh, we did get a picture from one of our listeners, and it was really foul. He just said, I'm going to leave this right here. Reminds me of your mirror moment. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's a oh, best yeah. of grinder post, and it's a gargoyle on a building with uh, a gaping hole where it ought not be gaping. <laughs> uh it can we can repost that on our story this week it'll be a good one and speaking of reposting on our story kim where on earth can people find more of my best friend's journal where on earth indeed you can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com you can find us on social media at mbfj podcast that's instagram facebook and twitter uh you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com and as always please rate review and subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts All right, that does it for this week. Until next time, Mikey, always remember... Sex toys for children. (laughs) They're wildly (laughs) unpopular. A hot Carl is the act of defecating on someone's face. A warm Carl is defecating on their face whilst covered in plastic wrap. A cold Carl is defecating on a glass table while someone lies below. (laughs) I need to figure out how in your search for Julia Child you got to hot Carls. (laughs)